You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Welcome to Autumn on the Air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Whitney Hastings, the newly elected board chair of the Federal Laboratory Consortium, or FLC, to share her insights on the role of the FLC in facilitating the transfer of technology from federal research to commercialization. Dr. Whitney Hastings is a senior technology transfer professional with decades of experience in the field. She currently works at the National Cancer Institute's Technology Transfer Center, where she leads numerous technology transfer initiatives and manages diverse portfolios, including medical devices, therapeutics, software, cosmetics, and food safety technologies. Prior to her work at the NCI, Whitney held pivotal roles in expanding the Intellectual Property and Partnerships Office at the Food and Drug Administration and growing the number of technology transfer partnerships at several FDA centers. Welcome, Whitney. I'm so excited to have you here on the air. Thank you, Lisa. It's a real honor and pleasure to be speaking with you about FLC and my tech transfer experiences. And with any luck, I'll be able to pass along some of my great passion for tech transfer to your listeners, and maybe folks will get excited about the field. Well, that sounds fantastic. Let's go ahead and get into it then. So you said you're very passionate about technology transfer. So share with us why the field interests you and what impacts you've seen during the course of your career. Sure, I'd love to. Um, I'd have to say my favorite thing about tech transfer is being able to help my scientists take their ideas and innovations and bring them to the marketplace where they can have real impact. Um, New technologies in the marketplace, that means our society is going to have better tools to tackle the hard problems like climate change and curing cancer. It also means more jobs, which help improve our economy and the lives of ordinary citizens. And it's not just about that for me. Like, as a bonus... Uh, Truth be told, I'm a little bit of a science nerd, so learning about the best-in-class breakthrough technologies through NIH labs before they go to print, per se, um, is pretty cool. So as to the impact of tech transfer, I've seen several therapies that have greatly impacted public health during my career at FDA and NIH. Examples that come to mind are Monafrovac, a meningitis vaccine that's been used to immunize over 200 million people in high-risk African countries. There's Evolumab an approved immunotherapy drug for metastatic Merkel cell carcinoma, a super rare aggressive form of skin cancer. And there's Yaskarta, a personalized cancer treatment for adult patients with relapsed or treatment-resistant large B-cell lymphoma. And then we can talk about the big elephant in the room, COVID. There were so many impactful innovations across the federal government in response to the pandemic. You've got Lawrence Livermore National Labs. They had a covid 19 ventilator technology, Oak Ridge National Labs were able to help provide N95 masks to protect COVID-19 responders. There were simple scalable ventilators for COVID-19 patients from the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And one of my own sister institutes at the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases was able to rapidly share COVID-19 virus particles for research on COVID treatments and vaccines. So, Lisa, I could go on and on about the impactful work that 
has been done over the last 15 years since I've entered the profession, but I'm pretty sure your listeners might get tired of my voice. And, and so instead, I'm going to direct them to the FLC website where they can find out more. Yeah, we would be here a long time, which is absolutely incredible. So congratulations. And actually, congratulations to you on another front, because you were recently elected to take over the top position in the Federal Laboratory Consortium as the chair of the FLC board. That is quite an honor. And like I said before, congratulations again. So can you share with us a little bit of background about the FLC, particularly what it is and what it does? I'd love to. Thank you so much for the heartfelt congratulations. And I look forward to working with Autumn as the FLC chair. So in a way, FLC is kind of like an Autumn for the federal labs. We're a formally chartered nationwide network of over 300 federal laboratories, agencies, and research centers that fosters commercialization and best practice strategies and opportunities for accelerating federal technologies out of the lab and into the marketplace. So we promote tech transfer successes educate tech transfer professionals, and we also advance the profession and facilitate tech transfer through partnerships. So that's really very interesting, Whitney. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of services that FLC offers? Absolutely. We offer a variety of services that promote federal tech transfer and meet the needs of our innovative ecosystem. Each service aligns with one of our three strategic pillars from our strategic plan, which is promote, educate, and facilitate. Some examples include our website, where you can go to learn about all the FLC offerings and events. There's FLC Business, a searchable database of hundreds of federal technology lab profiles and available technologies, facilities, expertise to help you find the right partner and the right lab for your needs. We also have the FLC Digest, our weekly newsletter with the latest news and partnering events and even jobs. We have our Learning Center, which is a one-stop shop for professional development with on-demand courses, webinars, and tech transfer research materials. We have our awards program and platforms for recognizing federal lab successes. And just last month, we had our national meeting, a three-day event with targeted training, educational and topical sessions, keynotes, exhibits, and our award ceremony to honor our nation's top tech transfer programs and professionals. Whitney, as the newly elected FLC chair, could you share with us your vision for the organization and what specific priorities you've set for yourself as well as the organization? Absolutely. So I truly believe the FLC is a phenomenal organization. And perhaps I can give you a little bit of background about myself and how I got involved in FLC from the very beginning. So I started out as a awards judge, and then I advanced to be the awards committee chair, and more recently, the promote committee chair, where I've been able to lead the redesign of our website, expand our communication products, and create what we call a unified awards program. Through this time, we've achieved so many great things in the last couple of years, including, of course, our synergistic partnership with Autumn as our cooperative agreement partner, which has been fantastic. So as I take on the role of chair in October... I really want to focus on energizing our membership. I want to ensure that our memberships are capitalizing on our opportunities, our programs, our resources that are available through FLC, whether it's promoting their tech transfer successes, whether it's facilitating connections and partnerships between the federal labs and the private sector, or even doing our professional development programs to advance the tech transfer skills of the people in the profession. I'd also like to focus on our next phase of strategic planning where I think we can really enhance and expand our current offerings to our members and to our partners. 
The FLC provides great benefits in all these areas, but I really think we can do more to fulfill our vision and ensure that all of our members are engaged in obtaining value from FLC. So Whitney, you talked a little bit about being involved with the FLC awards program before becoming chair. Can you tell me a little bit about the kinds of recognition programs the FLC has to celebrate the innovative technology transfer efforts of the federal labs and agencies? I really am curious to learn more about that. Well, Lisa, over the years, we've tried to come up with new and innovative ways to recognize federal laboratory successes. As oftentimes, the great work done by our tech transfer managers and the scientists can go unnoticed at the agency level. So through FLC, we can promote and reward these through multiple platforms. First, we've got the FLC Awards Program, which we briefly talked about. Here, labs can submit their outstanding efforts in tech transfer to receive recognition for innovation, impact, and overall excellence. This past year, we had 10 categories that recognized excellence in tech transfer. We recognized our rookies. Uh, We also recognized great impactful tech transfer and tech transfer innovation. And quite frankly, quite a lot more. In some years, we get almost 100 submissions. Wow. That's that's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah, I think it might be the biggest program of its kind. And this year, we actually just celebrated these great winners at our national meeting in Cleveland. Our recognition goes way beyond the awards program, though. We've got our Labs in Action webpage that contains success stories to help prospective partners, policymakers, taxpayers, and other non-experts understand tech transfer and its value. We've recently started doing videos as a better way to relay the impact of federal tech transfer successes to the general public, similar to the Autumn's Better World Project videos. We also have the Lab Tech in Your Life. This is a virtual experience highlighting federally developed technologies that the average person might encounter in their real life setting, like your home or the airport. And finally, you can hear about our successes through our spotlight newsletters, blogs, and social media posts. So Whitney, how did these recognition programs help to promote and encourage continued excellence in the field of tech transfer? Well, I think for many labs, the FLC is one of the few places where they can show off their great work. Additionally, it provides an opportunity for us to share our best practice within our ecosystem. So I joined the awards committee many years ago with the goal of bringing back the best practices from other labs to my own and expanding my tech transfer knowledge beyond health and human services. Ultimately, being a judge for the awards program was so rewarding that I'm on my ninth year. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's really awesome. So each year I learn about these dozens of fascinating tech transfer successes. I now have a much better appreciation for how other tech transfer offices and agencies operate. And I can also go to these labs for advices. We help each other out. That's really fantastic. Whitney, can you tell me a little bit more about the criteria and requirements for these recognition programs, as well as the process for applying and being selected for recognition? Sure. Each FLC recognition program highlights a different part of the tech transfer lifecycle. So for the awards program, nominees answer very specific questions describing the tech transfer person or effort, and these are scored and discussed by a group of judges within the community. Each technology or partnership usually has happened within or been transferred within the last five years or so. Sometimes a little bit longer in the pharma biotech space, though. Uh, And these are all done on a submission platform that happens generally around July. For the lapse in action pieces, we're looking for tech transfer successes that we can make relatable to the general public. We'll get these stories from award submissions, both the winners and the non-winners, 
But you can also just submit a story through the website. It's kind of a rolling submission. And then for Lab Tech in Your Life, it's a little bit different. These are federal innovations that have been commercialized into products. We're hoping to expand this platform such that we have a little mini city to include the home, the airport. Very cool. The general store, your local sports facility. (laughs) That's really neat. So, Whitney, we've been talking about these awards and recognition programs, and I'd love to know more about the past winners of these programs. Can you give us some examples and share some details about some of the winners, their accomplishments, and how they contributed to the field of tech transfer? That's tough. There are so many great winners. A few highlights from this year's winners include the U.S. Geological Survey, where they've come up with this technology to reduce the spread of invasive aquatic species on cargo ships. So you've got these tanks of ballast water on cargo ships that provide stability and maneuverability for vessels that carry light loads. So when they stop at a port to deliver goods, the ship will take on this water and then it'll release it at the next stop when it adds more cargo. This process is a major contributor to the spread of invasive aquatic species. And these can compete with native species for resources, disrupt the shipping industry by clogging up pipes and waterways. The new USGS innovative treatment system is already commercially available on three major markets now. Another example is through the VA, where they've developed this wand-based camera to help patients find problem skin areas before they worsen. So if you think about it, patients that have spinal cord injuries or other conditions like skin cancer, daily inspections of the skin are recommended so you can identify early stage wounds or lesions. However, if these areas are difficult to observe or if you have mobility issues, this can be a real challenge. The VA's camera has addressed these issues with a telescoping handle and an LED light that allows quicker self-inspection of even the most difficult-to-reach skin locations. You can image capture these using voice commands, and then as skin changes are detected during your self-inspection, you can share these via a secure website, via email or text with your provider. So this technology is actually commercially available and is at several VA hospitals. That's really impactful technology. Moving away from technologies, we also award partnerships with state and local economic development. So, for example, one of this year's winners was the Oak Ridge National Laboratory. They led a regional partnership effort that included Oak Ridge, the Tennessee Valley Authority, the Tennessee Department of Economic and Community Development, and the Community Reuse Organization of East Tennessee, to re-envision Oak Ridge as the global destination for nuclear innovation. As a result of the team's work, four companies have committed to establish their innovative nuclear operations in East Tennessee. And collectively, these four companies will be adding more than $400 million into the local economy and create nearly 550 highly skilled jobs. I'd say that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impactful. That's very impressive. So, Lisa, you can find all these great stories. There's just three that I've talked about today uh, on our website. There's an awards publication. That's fantastic. So, Wendy, in your opinion, what is the role of the private sector in bringing new ideas to market and making them accessible to customers? Do you think they have responsibility to invest in and promote these innovations? Or do you see it more as a matter of competition and market demand? Lisa, the research at federal labs and universities is nothing short of amazing. If you think about it, if it weren't for the federal labs, we might not have GPS, smartphones, and many of the vaccines that we take for granted. But without the private sector's investment, this research would have remained research that might have been just a publication of what could have been. 
scientists at federal labs and universities are there to innovate and keep innovating. It's what they love. It's what they're good at. They're public servants. And often I'll know our university and federal colleagues are collaborating together. (laughs) But the private sector role is commercializing these innovations. Companies in the private sector are financially incentivized to understand particular market needs, to develop the products that meet these needs, and to adapt and evolve as market demands or major technology advancements change. So to answer your questions, I'd say yes, it's not either or. That is, if a private sector company wants to be successful, I think it has the responsibility to its shareholders and the greater public to invest in these innovations wherever they come from, including publicly funded research from federal labs and universities. And if they do, that means more products in the marketplace faster to improve our daily lives. So why would you reinvent the wheel if you didn't have to? Now, I'm not saying companies shouldn't innovate too, but if we want to be competitive in the marketplace, it'd be remiss not to capitalize on the available public sector innovation and expertise. That's where we as tech transfer professionals come in. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important And we talk about the technology transfer ecosystem and the need to work within a larger tech transfer community. So that leads me to ask you, Whitney, how does the FLC collaborate with private companies, venture firms and other organizations to support the commercialization of federal technologies and then drive innovation? So, Lisa, we host and participate in a ton of events. For example, we have industry and tech events. These these events bring industry and federal labs together to build public-private partnerships within technology sectors such as wildfire abatement, quantum electronics, climate change. We also have our Member Connect events, and you can kind of think of this as speed dating for tech transfer. There's our, these are 30-minute lightning talks that are a great way for prospective partners to get a snapshot of what the federal labs or FLC strategic partners can offer. We also have lab showcases. These are 60-minute webinars that highlight newsworthy tech transfer activities for a federal lab, including research, national initiatives, and success stories, or even new partnership opportunities. We also attend various industry meetings where we meet with potential partners and promote technologies from the federal labs. For example, FLC will have a booth at the upcoming bio meeting in June. And more recently, we've been partnering with Autumn on events like the Green Energy Innovation Expo at the USPTO. We also have dozens of strategic partnerships with organizations across the country. So Whitney, from your experience, what advice would you have for federal laboratories and agencies that are looking to commercialize their technology and bring it to market? The advice I have is I believe we're better when we work together. It can be a challenge for all of us in federal tech transfer to find the right licensee or the right partner. It can be even more challenging to find the right training or the right resources for our staff. So my advice for federal labs is to utilize the FLC as a conduit that brings us together. Learn from the successes of others. Share your knowledge and expertise and best practices through FLC's webinars, our online training, our in-person events, and utilize the FLC tools to connect with external partners to make it easier, whether it's through posting your available technologies and facilities or collaborating through FLC business. Utilize the FLC tools to connect with external partners, whether it be through posting your available technologies and facilities and collaboration opportunities on FLC business or harnessing one of our strategic partnerships or even participating in our lab showcase events. Federal check transfer offices are implementing some really creative and innovative ideas And I personally learned so much from others as a result of my participation in FLC. Not only am I a better tech transfer practitioner, 
but I've also gained friendships and colleagues that will last a lifetime. Well, Whitney, as the podcast comes to a close, I mean, your passion for tech transfer has been absolutely evident. And I wanted to ask you, is there any advice you would give to someone that's interested in becoming a tech transfer professional? And also, what kinds of resources does FLC offer to support development of new tech transfer professionals? First, I'd say do it. You won't look back. It's truly a rewarding profession. And I'll tell anybody that's interested in the profession that there are tons of opportunities for you to get the knowledge and the training that you need. Some tech transfer offices have training programs and fellowships. In my office, we have both fellows and a technology transfer ambassador program. Many of these fellows have stayed at NIH, but many have gone on to develop rewarding careers in tech transfer at other federal labs and universities across the country. So in the D.C. area, there's an FAES program that offers tech transfer and business development courses. And there's also FLC. You can find out about job postings. There's our online learning portal where you can get free on-demand training on a variety of topics associated with tech transfer for both the beginner and the advanced professional. At our national meeting, we also have networking and in-person training from the best in the field. Finally, I'd say volunteer with FLC and with Autumn, both really. It is truly a rewarding experience and it's provided me with the professional growth, skill sets and opportunities to where I've been able to give back to the tech transfer community in an impactful way. If you want to learn more, please reach out to me. I'm happy to share my experiences in tech transfer or FLC with anybody who's interested in the field. Thank you so much, Whitney, for joining us today and sharing about the role the Federal Laboratory Consortium has in supporting technology transfer. I really wish you all the best in your new role as chair of the FLC Executive Board, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the continued growth and success of the organization under your leadership. Thank you, Lisa. Well, that's a wrap for this week's show. Catch you next time on the air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller, signing off for now. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. New to tech transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for tech transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.